Welcome to Into Security Daily, the Info Security Magazine podcast that brings you a daily, bite-sized news roundup of all that's hot in the info security world. Whilst our website remains offline due to a significant and sustained DDoS attack, we'll bring you news via audio format. I'm Elena Dalloway, Editorial Director, and we're still committed to delivering the headlines that matter straight to you. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Into Security Daily podcast, bringing you today's news roundup. I'm James Coker, reporter at Info Security Magazine, and I'm joined by my colleague Benjamin David, who's deputy editor at Info Security Magazine. So today we have some very interesting stories to cover. These range from US hospital assets being vulnerable to critical pawned piper bugs to cyber intrusion activity across Asia. Uh, So to kick us off, Benjamin, I believe you're going to delve into the world of art. Yes, that's right. So this is the story that the UK's tax office, the HMRC, has warned art dealers that the industry is a high risk for money laundering, meaning that pieces that come into their possession may have been bought with criminal proceeds. Now, they have created new guidance for art market participants, which applies to anyone trading in or acts acting as an intermediary in the sale or purchase of works of art valued at $10,000 and above. Now, previously, only so-called high-value dealers were in scope. The art market is thought to be particularly attractive for money laundering because of the ability to conceal the artwork's beneficial owners. The final destination of art, the wide-ranging monetary values involved, and the size and global nature of the market. Lawyers at Pinset Masons have claimed that the worldwide market is worth more than £50 billion annually with an estimated £2.3 billion linked to financial crime. Art market participants have to follow strict new anti-money laundering, or AML, regulations as set out in an EU directive now transposed into the UK's Money Laundering and Terrorist Financing Regulations 2019. Those who continue to trade as AMPs without registering could find themselves facing civil or criminal prosecution. Pinset Mason's partner, Natalie Sherborne, believes that the increased move to online sales during the pandemic has made criminal activity easier. After all, it makes it harder to check the customer's identity. She has been quoted as saying, HMRC's assessment highlights the risk of criminals seeking to take advantage of legitimate business and recommends that the reason for a transaction be discussed to satisfy its efficacy, she argued. Particular care should also be taken where the transaction involves unusual or inexplicable sales or purchases of art, unusual delivery requests, payment in cash or from high-risk countries and a lack of trading history or trading references. Now, this assessment from the HMRC shows how criminals will take advantage of any industry. And this has obviously grown as a result of increased digitization during COVID-19. 
Now, what have you got for us, James? Thanks, Benjamin. I've got a very concerning story about bugs that could potentially be putting thousands of hospitals at risk of cyber attacks in the US. This might include ransomware attacks, for instance. Uh, So this has come with security researchers from Armis have warned that the pneumatic tube system stations used in thousands of US hospitals are vulnerable to nine critical bugs, which have been dubbed Pawned Piper. The pneumatic tube system is an essential infrastructure in many large locations that helps transport lab samples, medication and other items at speed from A to B. However, research from Armis found nine critical flaws in Swiss Log Healthcare's Translogic PTS. These are used in more than 3,000 hospitals worldwide, most of which are in North America. More specifically, they're found in the product's Nexus control panel. So five of the pawned piper vulnerabilities can be used for remote code execution. If able to access a hospital's network, an unauthenticated attacker could use one of these to take over a Nexus control panel. This would enable them to carry out reconnaissance, such as harvesting RFID credentials of any employee that uses the PTS system, details about each panel's functions or location, and understanding the physical layout of the PTS network. From there, an attacker could hijack all Nexus stations in the tube network and hold them hostage in a sophisticated ransomware attack. A vendor firmware update addresses most of these bugs, except arguably the most dangerous, ZVE 2021-37160 could enable unencrypted, unauthenticated firmware upgrades on the Nexus control panel allowing attackers to install malicious firmware to hijack a system altogether. So the research will be presented in for Black Hat USA, which is taking place later this week, and obviously an event that we're, we're hoping to cover in full. So yeah, it's a very concerning story. We've obviously seen cyber criminals increasingly target hospitals since the start of COVID-19, which is very sad to see. And successful attacks can obviously have a potentially devastating impact on, on vulnerable patients. So yeah, an area that definitely needs addressing. What's your next story, Benjamin? Yes, well, speaking of cyber attackers targeting key assets, what I hope to talk about is the news that Chinese threat actors are targeting Asian telcos in multiple campaigns. Now, these are the findings of security researchers at Cyber Reason, who have discovered three clusters of cyber intrusion activity across Asia, all traced back to Chinese state actors. Now, the goal of the attackers was to gain and maintain continuous access to telecommunication providers and, in so doing, to snoop on key customers. They are said to have compromised high-profile business assets, such as telco billing servers containing core detail record data and key network components, such as domain controllers, web servers, and Microsoft Exchange servers. Cluster A was traced to the Chinese soft cell group, which has attacked telcos in multiple regions. Attacks began in 2018 and persisted despite mitigation activity, showing the strategic importance of the campaign. Now, Cluster B was discovered in late 2020 and used a very different set of tools and techniques, including the rare nebulae backdoor and the previously undocumented enroll logger keylogger. 
It was traced back to the Nacon APT group, believed to operate out of the Chinese PLA to the army. Now, Cluster C is actually the, the oldest, dating back to 2017. It used a rare OWA backdoor featuring significant code similarities to Group 3390, or APT27, an infamous Chinese cyber espionage APT group. It's still unclear whether these clusters are interconnected or operating independently from each other. The discovery of more Chinese state groups exploiting the same Microsoft Exchange server bugs as Hafnium will not go down well with the US government. After all, President Biden recently led a coalition of allies in rebuking Beijing for making the digital world arguably less secure for everyone. So it's a further example of the threats emerging from APT groups linked to the Chinese state, an area of cybersecurity that will run and run. Now, what story do you have for us, James? Thank you very much, Benjamin. Um, so for our final story today, security experts have warned of a new info stealer designed to lift credit card details, passwords and other personal information as well as drop malware such as crypto jacking code onto victim machines. So this has come from the security vendor Sophos, um, who will unveil its research on this raccoon stealer at Black Hat USA later today, I believe. Although usually spread via email, the info stealer is apparently also being hidden in droppers that the operators disguised as cracked software installers on pirate software sites. The droppers bundle raccoon stealer with other attack tools such as malicious browser extensions, YouTube click fraud bots and Jivu Stop, a ransomware targeted primarily at home users. It's been rented out by its creators for just $75 a week, offering a wealth of functionality for budding cyber criminals. It takes passwords, cookies and the autofill text for websites, including credit card data and other personally identifiable information stored by a browser. And a recent Clipper update means Raccoon Stealer now also targets crypto wallets for funds and can retrieve or load files such as additional malware on infected systems. The operators behind the malware use Telegram for encrypted command and control communications. So according to Sophos senior threat researcher Sean Gallagher, Information stealers fill an important niche in the cybercrime ecosystem by offering a quick ROI and a cheap and accessible entry point for more significant attacks. Stolen credentials in particular are in high demand, so users of Raccoon Stealer will find a ready-made dark web market of ransomware operators and initial access brokers just ready to snap them up. In this regard, info stealers are not the low-level threat they first appear. So Sophos has urged organizations that use online workplace chat and collaboration tools to use multi-factor authentication for employee accounts and ensure that all workers have up-to-date malware protection on any computer they access remote work-related services from. Uh, and that's, that's, of course, a, a message that we've kind of been uh, pressing loud and clear since the start of the pandemic. So that's all we've got time for today. I, I hope you enjoyed today's news update and we obviously hope to be bringing you much more news and, and other content on our website very shortly in the meantime i've been james and i've been benjamin thanks for listening to into security daily 
We can't wait to get back to bringing you the same quality and quantity of online content as soon as possible. Until then, listen in to our daily podcast and stay connected to the cybersecurity stories that matter.